our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Hello and welcome to Girls That Invest. Today's Thursday, which means we're bringing you Girls That Business, a weekly series where we spill the tea on how to create a seven-figure side hustle because no one saves their way to wealth. You're joined today by Sim, a seven-figure business owner, and with me is Maya, an entrepreneur in the making. Hello, Maya. Kilda Sim. How are you? I am fantastic. How are you? I am fantastic too. See, I feel like you just copied me. No, I was rhyming. I don't think that's a rhyme, Maya. <laughs> no, it's not. I literally <laughs> said the exact same thing. <laughs> I think that in Girls at Business, we talk about our strengths and weaknesses. And as long as you know rapping isn't like the business that you end up doing, I think we're going to be good. Cool. I, I wasn't trying to rap. I was trying to kind of maybe harmonize a little bit. But that's okay. Is this because we went and saw Rupi Kaur together? Honestly, probably. She was fantastic. She's so charismatic. She is. Because like, I've done a little bit of like public speaking work and like she makes everyone laugh. And I'm like, I wish I could make everyone laugh like that. You do make people laugh though. You're saying that because you're one of my best friends. And that's okay. <laughs> I mean, you're laughing now. True that. And I'm, I'm very biased, but you are a brilliant speaker and you do get some giggles which is good. I do get But some I get what you mean. Like she does have this kind of like charismatic energy and you're like, wow. It was so embarrassing. We were at Rupi Kaur in Auckland and like she had one poem and it was about like immigrant parents and I started bawling my eyes out and there was no tissue and Maya just looked at me and like hugged <laughs> me, like put her arm around me and then I cried even more and there was just no tissues and I looked at Maya just like hoping she'd have brought something in her wallet because I didn't. I had to like dry my face by like just patting my hands and hoping that the hot air in the room would just like <laughs> evaporate it. Yeah, I know what you mean. I feel like at one point, seriously, someone everyone would have cried over one poem like my one that I cried was about friendship and I did I was just like I just let go I was like I don't have any tissues and I just let my tears roll down and they rolled down all the way down my throat and down my chest and I was like wow <laughs> and down your top and yes yeah I was like wow we really should have brought tissues by then Maya was like maybe I shouldn't have worn a v-neck like <laughs> no 100% I was like oh Okay, but she was fabulous and it was, yeah, just beautiful. It was a gorgeous event. I think that the work that she does is, like, you don't see that side of her online and it, 
I guess that kind of leads into today's conversation, which is about, is it too late to be a content creator and quit your day job? Is it something that we can still do? Because I think we see a lot of people online talk about being content creators. It kind of has become like the thing that almost everyone can do now or it's more accessible which then makes it a little bit more saturated I think we've all seen more and more people around us I mean I'm a person that has done this more people Mm -hmm. around us that have like become content creators or educators of you know whatever field they're in but can we still do it you know in 2023 is it too late and is it something that is even lucrative anymore I think it's gonna be a good chat. Yes, this is something I'm really interested in because as someone starting out or wanting to start out and I truly have thought so many times, I'm like, is there even any point because the market is so saturated and there is, I'm interested in health. So I'm like, how am I gonna stand out have you found it more difficult to become a content creator the past 12 months than it has previously I guess I haven't become one in the last 12 months so I can't quite answer if I was starting from scratch but I think Mm -hmm. if you're meaning like is it hard to continue being one yes but I think that's also more the changes within social media and I think it was easier when I started first in like 2015, 14, 16 with the Indian Feminist. I think that was a really easy time to jump on social media. It was very easy for me to grow a following. Girls That Invest in 2020 was actually still quite easy for me to grow a following. Mm. I mean, we hit like 100,000 followers in a year, 200,000 in the second year on Instagram. And then this year has not been too bad either, but I think the main difficulties is the changes in platform. And I think being someone that's so used to Instagram to then move over to TikTok, because mm. that's like where content is now, like the home of content is, that's been harder. But I don't necessarily think that that means it's harder for someone else that's just starting because they've never had to use Instagram as their main platform. So they're starting completely fresh. It's like an old dog, you know, going to a new workplace and being like oh but I used to do it that way and now you want me to do it this way like this is different for me versus like a new grad that's like I've just never done it either way so this is just how I guess it is yeah and so do you think the virality of content has made things more difficult because everything's viral now oh a hundred percent I think back in the day when I used to make content it was like everything was helpful content useful content and maybe one in 50 pieces would reach like a million people and that would go viral and now it feels like we expect or hope that every single piece of content goes viral and that is a much harder journey like I see myself sometimes getting upset and being like oh my like TikTok only got like 10,000 views like I feel like I'm not happy unless they get like 100,000 views and I'm like isn't that insane like you expect every single piece of content that you make to hit 100,000 people like do you even know what 100,000 people look like that's like three stadiums Mm. and because everything is viral now people just kind of you go on this high and then you quickly go back down on a low there's no from what I saw, what it used to be like, you used to be, you know, go viral and then it would kind of 
remain steady as opposed to now there's a plateau because there's always this kind of like need for more. I think you've summed that up really beautifully because that's exactly how I feel. It used to be like, oh, if you had a video go viral, like somehow tickets to LA would turn up at your door. Honestly. Ellen would be asking you to jump on. Magazine cover. Magazine cover and you would get like a book deal and then you would like maybe be featured in like a little cameo and the royalties from all of that would set you for life. And that's what being viral used to do. I mean, do you remember that like guy that was like, here he is with like his white vans or again. Da- Dave- I was literally thinking of damn Daniel on Ellen. Yes. He got like a lifetime supply of vans and he was on Ellen. I wonder where he is now. I'm going to quickly Google him. He's enjoying his lifetime of vans because those are solid shoes. That was from his videos. <laughs> I was literally thinking of that. Damn Daniel. Like literally he went on the Alan DeGeneres show. They received mm-hmm. a lifetime supply of Vans. They donated that to charity. Vans then did a collaboration. It's wow. like called Vans, like cross Daniel Johnson, and you can still buy it today. It just keeps getting worse and worse. Then Vans' profits peaked after the video. The damn Daniel Vans then received really high eBay bids for up to $400,000. The video was then turned what? into a song by rappers Little Teed and <laughs> LeBlanc. And it just like was insane. They were also featured in a video for the song California Kids by Weezer, which was in the band's 10th album. Okay, so he turned into a rock star and he retired his parents. As far as I'm aware, he could have. In March 2016, Time magazine listed them as the 30 most influential people on the internet. Stop. Chris Jenner was on Times last year. Well, so was damn Daniel. <laughs> See, that doesn't happen anymore. (laughs) Just to give you an idea of like what viral meant back in 2016, the video was retweeted 300,000 times, liked 400,000 times and looped more than 2 million times on Vine. If I could give you a reference, we on GTI have like at least 10 videos that have done a similar amount in views. Like, some videos have like 11 million views, some have two, some have 10, some have 5 million. And it's just almost like, oh, good for you. Have you been approached to be on a rap video or anything like that? I don't know. I just, I don't feel like we give off that vibe. <laughs> or, um, you know, I was going to say magazine cover, but you have. Well, I've not, I haven't been on a magazine cover. Maybe in the, on your next vid. <laughs> Sim, do you actually think that the market is too saturated? And you're like listening into this and you're like, I think the market's too saturated. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, how am I going to break through? <laughs> well, you can wear like white vans and I'll be like, damn Maya, and we'll just recreate it. Like success leaves cues, right? No, I'm kidding. I hear you around, is it too saturated? And I can see why it feels that way. I think my answer to, is it too saturated? Is that no, it isn't too saturated just yet. We are pretty close, but more importantly, the same amount of views aren't going to get you the same amount of fame that it did nine years ago. I mean, or I, I guess in this case, like seven years ago, it's just not something that 
is realistic anymore and so you have to fight for people's attention harder and you have to come up with more original content and you have to be more consistent and it just takes longer i mean that was one video and i think gti in my opinion is like a brand doing all right for itself but it just took you know a couple of years to get there Mm. yeah and I know we have episodes about Instagram and TikTok and tips and how to use that and being consistent and all of that kind of stuff. Do you have any further kind of advice to give people who are specifically wanting to kind of stick out of the crowd? I think if you are in 2023 or even if you're listening to this in 2024, If you're thinking, I want to become a content creator, is it too late for me? You will not know the answer to that. And I will not be able to give you the answer to that unless you do one thing. And that is to try. And that I know is so cheesy and so irritating. And you're like, damn, like, could you not have just said yes or no? Like, Simran, it's a lot of effort. And you're right. It is a lot of effort to come up with an idea, to execute it. But if you have fun and make good content, and good content means things that you are proud of, things that have high like effort put into them and they provide value to people and they either make people laugh or they help people learn something new, if you can do that and do it often enough that you're getting better at each video, you will be able to break through because in every generation and every year and in every season, there are always new content creators that break through. Why? Mm. Well, in the same way that we have short attention spans with the content that we view, we unfortunately have very short attention spans with the creators that we love. And there will (laughs) always be a rise and fall of a creator in multiple niches. People have different tastes, like what someone might like And a content creator that speaks about personal finance is going to be different amongst lots of different groups. And so we might be someone's cup of tea and we might absolutely not be someone else's cup of tea. And the beauty of that is that it means that there should be and are many creators that do what we do. And we all can kind of fit in into different areas, into different groups of people. And someone can go, well, I don't like this group, but I do like this. Or I don't like that podcast, but I do like this. Or I'm not really a fan of this money TikToker, but I am a fan of that one. People don't just need one, like there doesn't need to be just one money content person or one health content person or one makeup content person. There should be diversity. And if you look online and you don't see what you want to do being done already, then do it. If you, however, look online and you go, I just want to make simple cooking videos on like pastas and there's no alternative spin that you have whether it's your personality or the video style or the way that you present it or the ingredients if there's if everything's the same then yes it is too saturated but if you feel like you've got a unique point which is more often than not the personality that you bring to the content I think you will not be disappointed and as content creators rise and fall you may just be you know the next one that comes up and I don't enjoy saying that, but I think that's what the truth is. People's attention spans just don't last. 
For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of a card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone, and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it. From local pop-ups to global retailers, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. Mm. And you know what? That actually gave me a bit of confidence because the reality is you do kind of, as you evolve, you transition into different phases in your life. So does the content that you consume as well. So just because someone was really interested in something two years ago, doesn't mean they're not going to be interested in your stuff. Absolutely. And as you grow, your content as a content creator will change as well. I mean, we've probably seen it with people that do lifestyle content and it's like home decor and friends and family. And then they move like let's say they decide to have children and they can and they then you know sometimes move into more pregnancy content and having children content and that's just a natural progression in their lives and the people that aren't part of that journey go well I'm actually not interested in seeing baby photos so I'm gonna unfollow this person and go to a you know a different person a child-free person maybe that's more of what I'm after and those that do want like that other style of content are going to join in so there will be people that come and go from Mm -hmm. the people that consume your content and there will be people that come and go from the people in the niches themselves it is never static i mean tell me like one vine star that you still like love and watch consistently i never watched vine but the first person i thought of was like Liza Koshy and David Dobrik. Honestly, and- same. But do we watch this stuff? <laughs> no. <laughs> David Dobrik has a pizza place now. There you go. I mean, I think the smartest creators are the ones that realize that they're not going to be able to be content creators forever and they leverage their brands. But I think that's probably a conversation for another day. But it's so interesting what he's done. I mean, Mr. Beast is another great example of a YouTuber that now has like burgers that he sells and does other offerings and has candy the ace family for a while as controversial as they are had like the was it juice or like lollies that they would sell i don't know i stopped watching their content years ago but i do remember them they sold lollies i think it was a juice something anyway so it was for children as well which was like interesting but I want to make it very clear that it is not too late, in my opinion, to start again. If I lost it all, if I was hacked out of my account or something happened and they were like, you just can't do this, like you have to start from scratch, I would do it. And I think it is still possible to do. Okay. Something that I want to go back on, as you mentioned 
being unique. So having pasta videos, that's just kind of the cookie cutter. It's what's happening and the difference between that and having pasta videos, making it with your niece or your nephew, something a little bit different, something bringing a little bit of what I like to call pizzazz. Oh, yes. We love pizzazz. Yes. (laughs) Would you say is really important? I think that the thing, if people ask us, like, what was our, not our selling point, but what made us special, what made us different, what made it do well, I think I would say it was because it was Sonia and I, and and now yourself. Like, I would say it was because it wasn't just the content. I think you could have learned how to invest honestly by, like, any investment book. I think it was just, oh, someone that looks like me, someone that sounds like me, someone that can talk about Kim Kardashian in one sentence and the FTSE 100 in the next. Like that is a group of people that were not spoken to and by us being our authentic selves, the word relatable kept coming up a lot and I think that's Mm -hmm. what we brought to the table. I mean, I think that's what my understanding is. I might be completely wrong, but if I had to put my finger on it, that's what I'm getting a vibe for. Mm-hmm. And so for those who might be finding a bit difficult to recognize what their unique selling point is or their pizzazz, do you have any ideas on how you can prompt that from people? I think we should do a whole episode on this, but in a very quick summary right now, I think it honestly isn't something that you know, like right away i think you'd honestly have to be extremely self-aware to know what your unique point is or your pizzazz is without trying to make content like make the content and see what does well like do you remember there was that like tiktoker and she had the twin girls and she would just like be making her girls milk if you know who i'm talking about you'll know who i'm talking about otherwise don't they're like twin babies and she'd have them both in like one hand and be making their bottle bottled milk in the other hand she was like a single mom and she would just chat and it wasn't about the twins it was just she was Mm. trying to just chat about like her day and her life but it became so like such a unique pizzazzy point because like wait this like young woman has two babies on one arm and is making milk with another and then sharing her thoughts on life like that's not something she would have thought was her uniqueness, but she didn't know that until she was just making lots of content and those were the kind of videos that would stick out. Ah, that is very good to know. And this corded or this conversation has actually really, not that I was stressed or anything, but rather has settled some doubt that I've had about there not being enough space. What's the doubt that you had? Well, it was more so that the market was too saturated, especially because I'm interested in health. I think health is very like in at the moment, Instagram, you know, therapy and TikTok therapy is very in at the moment. Not that I'm a therapist, but a lot of self-help, self-growth content is online at the moment. And that's the stuff that I'm really interested in and passionate about. So I was like, sorry, where am I going to fit? Like, how am I going to have a unique point of view or bring my pizzazz (laughs) to the table? And I guess my answer to that is just share your story and your journey. Like if you jump online and go like, this is a day in the life of like someone that has X, Y, Z, or this is what I do. Or when I struggle with this problem, like these are my steps or like, here's three, like, 
make like five videos and one of them will get like two views and one of them will get 10 views one of them will get nine views and one of them will get 80 views and you'll be like oh okay that's that 80 view one people really like it when i share my personal experience on like you know certain diets and how they affected me let's share about more of that like that's how we get to understanding what your pizzazz is for me i realized with like girls that invest and the indian feminist that my pizzazz was my hot takes and those were the videos that would do well those were the videos that would make people think i think i'm really good at trying to think of things in a different point of view i don't know if that makes Mm -hmm. sense but just being like hey like we talk about like generational wealth and then trying to put like my own spin on it or my own like well what if we thought about this way or that way And that was the content that would do well. So that's the content I would do more of. Or a lot of like disruptive content, like we've always done it this way. Why don't we do it that way? And that would do well. And I'm like, oh, I enjoy talking about this. I enjoy coming up with like doing things differently. I've always been like, you know, the not the black sheep, but like the person that maybe takes their own path. So mm-hmm. let's bring that into this content that I do. But I wouldn't have known that. You couldn't have paid me to sit down and write down that this is what I was good at. It just unfortunately came from putting myself out there and then taking the numbers, taking the likes, the views and working out, oh, okay, where is my pizzazz? What is it that people actually like? Hmm. Okay, so what I'm hearing is start Maya, hurry up, start and just go from there and you'll be able to, that you can't think your way out of it. You now just have to do it. I honestly think that there is so much beauty in understanding who you are, but I think we only get there when we like, put in the work because you learn mm-hmm. your strengths and weaknesses by doing rather than thinking mm. that's so true okay i will have not content by the next episode because i'm actually very busy but i will have i actually have a business plan i need to see this yep should we do an episode where we like critique it? i'm kidding <laughs> I mean, we can, because that would actually be very helpful for me, but maybe not yet, but I have changed my name on Instagram. I've even, oh my gosh, I'm like cringing. I changed it to like a professional account. Amazing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is one step further. And this weekend I will, literally this afternoon, I was like, this is a good content idea. So this weekend, ask me next week. And I will have put some stuff out. I'm holding you to this. Yes. I'm not picking up your calls if you don't put something out there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yes. Nope. I'm happy with that because that will get my A into G, which is exactly what I need. It's always hard to do, but I think it's, yeah, I think I sound like a broken record at this point, but it is just like the trying that's the hardest part. But hopefully this has been a helpful episode. If I had to summarize what I'm trying to say, yes, it is, you know, somewhat harder to become a content creator in this day and age, but I do not think it is impossible. I think there is so much room for improvement in the space and in the same way that content comes and goes, Unfortunately, creators come and go, not like yearly, but there will be a chance for you to be, you know, the right fit because you've come in with your unique voice and no one is you and that is your power. And I think that's a good place to wrap up this episode. 
All right. Yes. Till next time, Maya. Kakitesim. Bye. Bye. And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalised investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence.